I was watching a documentary on scientists who want to cure aging. Okay. And uh, one of the arguments they make is that they want to cure aging to avoid the suffering at the end of your life. That's bullshit. Either they're morons or they're trying to trick the idiots who would otherwise oppose curing aging for its own sake. Because even if you live longer, you're just delaying the end of the life suffering. You're not making it go away. So, uh, sure, maybe if you live longer, there's more of a chance you'll get hit by a bus before you reach the end of your life. But for the most part, you're still going to have that end of life suffering. So that's one problem. Another problem is that you can't hardly do any cool medical experiments on people because of moral and ethics that get in the way. So I have a solution to both of these problems. I call it the replacement brain. So what you do, you take somebody who's about to die in a painful way and you remove their brain and replace it with a machine to keep the body alive. This machine is the replacement brain. So you have to do basic functions of a brain like send the signals to pump the heart, control breathing. It wouldn't have to be conscious. This would allow scientists to use a human body to do wild, risky experiments without worrying about causing suffering or killing people. And this could dramatically speed up research into finding cures for all sorts of medical conditions. It could be the greatest resource for medical research in the history of science. So that's one half of the idea, replacement brain to go onto the body. The other half, the brain and maybe part of the head, would be connected to machines to keep it alive and conscious and not feeling pain. And it would be connected to virtual reality. So that virtual reality... Would you not want to feel pain or anything? Well, this is how you get people to sign up. Because they're going to have a slow and painful death in a hospital bed. Instead, we take your brain out of your body, hook Mm -hmm. it up to VR in a way that doesn't cause pain. Like you just cut off all the nerve endings. But wouldn't you miss those... uh those feelings of pain and all those other emotions, you're just going to zap all the emotions. Well, you'd still have emotions, but the pain receptor that goes down your back into your body, you would cut that. So maybe you could still have a headache, that, a pain in your head, and you could feel emotions what in your head. What if you're a glutton for pain, though? Then you wouldn't sign <laughs> up. I'll, I'll still overlook or something, too. There's a lot of, you know, like, things that we take for pain. You know, there's a lot of pharmaceutical companies. I mean, you think about it. We're going to have a lot of problems if people need, like, morphine. We're not going to need morphine no more, for example. Exactly. You're going to save a shitload of money. They're going to put people out of business and those that, that, that produce that because there's not going to be a need for it no more. People are going to lose their jobs over that, though. Don't you think? At least some people will. Well, we, what about people that invest or something? I might have my money invested in a morphine company. So let's, my stock is worthless. Let's have more. everybody needlessly suffer at the end of their life for jobs. Well, I don't like that either. So that's all fun. That's like the evilest, most Hitlerist thing I've, I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. So the virtual reality at first would allow people to see and hear like an Oculus Rift, like a headset. Okay. Could you get like porn on that too and stuff like exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. Okay, that's, right. that's getting right. better. That's getting better. That's getting right. better. And uh, you could control like a mouse pointer. You could control things with your mind a little bit. Okay. They actually already have done experiments where like Stephen Hawking and like a chimp, they've gotten it. So it can control like a mouse pointer okay. a little bit. Did you just put Stephen Hawking in the same Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that concept. That worked great. And it'd get better and better over time. But right now, it's good enough. As far as the sense of touch goes, since the brains are exposed, scientists could easily do a lot of poking around in there to speed up research on how to get sense of touch to work for the VR. It's actually that easy. I've seen like brain surgery where they literally poke parts of the brain with a needle and they feel like pain in their leg or pleasure or fear. It'll be really easy to test if you've got all these brains just sitting there ready to be poked. Yeah. 
like mass production. That'd be great. So eventually, you'd figure out how to have a more realistic VR experience with senses. Yeah. So you could feel things. So instead of being stuck in pain in a hospital bed, you'd be able to do fun games, and you'd also be able to interact with your loved ones in the VR world and watch porn and watch porn together, or be in porn with your loved ones and watch porn. It depends. Sit down, grandma, watch this porn with me. Uh. <laughs> and you know, I remember too, you could smoke like crack cocaine too, couldn't you? You want to do crack cocaine, right? You can do crack. Yeah, you wouldn't die, so you just do heroin. And, and heroin just... and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know where you would get it. Because well, VR Well, heroin. your family could bring it to there you. There could be artificial. Artificial, maybe. They could just, yeah, VR heroin. They VR could just heroin. have a salt yeah. shaker and just shake that it under the brain oh. like salt. You'll think you're, you're under the hamburger. Yeah, that'll work. You gotta think outside the box. That'd be great. So, at the start of the technology, You'd need the brain to survive in the VR without the body for maybe 30 days for people to agree to do it. You have a prognosis, okay, you're going to die painfully of some cancer within the next 30 days. You can sit in a hospital bed or you can go in this cool VR world and have fun for the rest of your life. Tom, I have a brain question. <laughs> go ahead. So you're putting grandparents' brains into computers. Are you going to be putting in the teenage grandson so they can know how to operate it? Well, so they wouldn't have to... It's not like they're using a computer. The interface would try to simulate reality, so they would think about walking forward and the mouse would go forward. Or there would be a way to try to make it feel like you're actually in the real world. But yeah, I you see your point. Are you busy grandma down at the hospital and reset my virtual reality? No, yeah. I'm busy. Watching porn. <laughs> can you teach me how to make me look 20 years younger so I can get my fuck out again? <laughs> well, also, the people in there, they could have jobs to help other people in there. Yeah, it would boost the economy up, really, wouldn't it? It would really help out the economy, you think? With jobs and everything. It sounds like a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Second Life is already taken. I, I, I'm going to do a whole other one about what I don't like about Second Life. But... Uh, not today. So, I, yeah, I'm not sure if we have the tech to keep the brain alive outside the body. But one of my favorite books, it's called uh, Elephants on Acid and Other Bizarre Experiments. It says that a Soviet scientist in the 1950s was able to attach a second head onto a dog that he cut off from another dog. And the two-headed dog lived for 29 days. So if a two-headed dog, a severed head could live for 29 days in the 1950s, getting a a severed human head to survive for 30 days today, it's got to be possible, or nearly so. Yeah, maybe even, well, days. They have iron lungs and the Dick Cheney heart-pumping machine. They've got all sorts of things to support the brain, to create the blood to go through the brain and all that stuff. Futurama is closer than we think. Yeah. Okay. So as the technology advances and the survival time of the brain increases to 90 days and then 180 days and then to years... Less sick people and even uncomfortably old people and handicapped people will choose to do it. Yes. And there's lots of positive effects for that. Less old people driving cars into farmer's markets accidentally. They really hold up traffic, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Traffic will be better. Solve the health care crisis because you can't get bone cancer if you don't have bones. We already covered this a little. That's a big plus. So no need to pay for million-dollar cancer treatments for old people. Basically, the machine to keep you alive would be a fixed known cost rather than a variable cost of possibly getting cancer and diabetes and all these other things. Part of the way to pay for it would be to donate the body to science when they take the body off the brain. Yeah. They could also do work in the VR world, like office work. 
basically all the technologies will converge in the next five years, I think, to be ready for this if we really want it. So the three technologies are the VR with stuff to do in it, like games and stuff, like the Oculus Rift, controlling the VR with your mind, like the monkey and Stephen Hawking, machines to keep your brain alive without the body. I have a few more comments. You'd only need the replacement brain, which is hooked up to the body, to keep the body alive, to work for a short time, just long enough for the medical experiments. The replacement body connected to the brain you'd want to keep the person alive as long as you can. So one of them only needs to work for a short time, the other one needs to work for a longer time. Scientists don't know what causes Alzheimer's, but a strong theory is brain inflammation. And the problem with brain inflammation is that your skull is a fixed size, and when the brain gets inflamed, it causes high pressure, and that's what causes the damage. So if your brain is sitting in a jar and it can freely expand, there's no need to worry about inflammation. Yeah. So it might cure Alzheimer's. It'll cure itself. That's a great, it's great. Yeah. And then I think people have an irrational fear of separating their head from their body. So part of the way to remedy that is you'd never let them see the brain in the jar or the body without the head. Eventually robotics can advance to the point where even though the brain is in a jar, it can control a robotic body in the real world. So you could go back to your normal life in the real world instead of in VR. That's my idea.